Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I have a very special guest today. Her name is Heather Gotro, and she's with Cornell Financial. And the reason why I want to bring Heather on the show is because um, I know I talk a lot about wholesaling real estate, but I also have a lot of clients. I don't know if y'all, if everyone knows I am a real estate agent, but I have a lot of clients who have wholesale uh, or students that have wholesale homes, but they have never brought a home for themselves. So people have questions about their credit score, uh, what they need to do and what type of loans are out there. And Heather um, has been doing uh, the mortgage financial part for a long time. And that's why I wanted to get her on the podcast just to go over some basic things that you should know before buying a house. So welcome to the podcast, Heather. I appreciate you taking your time out to be on today. Hi, Cecil. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you having me on here today. Yeah. So Heather, tell tell us, a, you know, like how you started in the, the mortgage industry and, um, you know, where are you? Tell us about Cornell Financial and, you know, uh, the products and how are you helping people today? Um, so I got into the industry. Um, my coworker and I went to high school together. So um, I was working at a CPA firm and doing um, marketing and event planning for nonprofit associations, uh, which was a division of the CPA firm. And uh, one day I just, I, I talked to my coworker and I said, you, your job just looks like you enjoy it so much, you know, and I, I'm a numbers person and I love sales. So it was, it was a good fit for me. So that was six years ago, never looked back and, you know, really enjoy helping people, um, first time home buyers or, it, you know, seasoned home buyers, either way, it's a very rewarding career. So I, I like it very much. Wow. So the market, mm-hmm. is, the market is like hot right now. Are you mm-hmm. doing more? refinancing or first-time home buyers right now or both? It's a good mixture of both. Um, You know, a lot of people are refinancing and, you know, so I would say probably 50-50 right now. Um, A lot of people are are buying homes too because rates are so low. So it's, you know, it's a good mix of both and it's a great time to buy or refinance just because of the, you know, with rates and, um, you know, hopefully they stay low for a while because they are at all time lows right now. Right, right. So, mm-hmm. so Heather, I have a lot of, um, like I said, I am a real estate agent and I come across a lot of investors uh, that's just getting into real estate um, that they never really purchased a home before. And um, even people that are not investors, but one of the things I've I've learned just being a real estate agent, what has been about 12 years now is uh, people start pretty much at the end before they start from the beginning. Like mm-hmm. what, what are some things that you tell most clients who are first time home buyers? Like um, some people don't know what, how to get a credit score check. 
what are some resources that you can kind of help a, a person or what would you, like if I was brand new and I call you and say, Heather, what do I need to do? I want to buy this home. Um, my years on the job, I don't know. Um, my credit score, I don't know what I need to have. And mm-hmm. what income, can you kind of just walk us through that uh, and tell us how would you pretty much advise me on that? Sure. Um, so a lot of first time home buyers, um, they are scared to pull their credit. They think it's going to hurt, you know, the inquiry is going to hurt, you know, so I always explain, you know, let's, let's look at your credit. Um, I have a credit analyzer that I can put their credit through and tell them things to do that could immediately um, increase their score. It could take a couple of months. It just depends on the unique situation. Um, and so I will tell them exact, you know, instead of just throwing money at debt, you know, not knowing what it's going to do, I can say, pay this card down to this exact amount, pay this card down to this exact amount. And, you know, we can get, I mean, we can get scores up 50, 60 points in a month. Um, And while we're not credit repair, we're still able to do that, you know, to an extent and help them get their scores up. And then, you know, we, after getting an application from them, um, you know, and getting those scores up, we can rescore yeah, after they do everything that we talked about, we can rescore their credit. And at that point they qualify. So it's, you know, sometimes it happens so quick that they're like, whoa, you know, I, I just a month ago it was 60 points lower. So it's, you know, it's definitely a, a really cool tool that we have that, that we can use. Right. So what is, mm-hmm. what is the good credit score today to have? Um, I guess more on the lowest to, um, what is a good credit score that would get me a good interest rate and everything like that? So we can actually do loans down to a 550 credit score. And now I've only done, you know, a couple of those, they are, they are difficult um, to, to go that low. And if that, at that point, if somebody has that score, we will get, you know, we'll see what's making it so low and help them get to at least 580 or 600. Um, at the 620 point, you know, that's, that is fine for an FHA loan. Um, conventional loans require a little bit higher to get an approval, you know, 660, 680. Um, but FHA, that is the most lenient. And that's the one that can go down to 550, you know, 580. And I mean, that's, you know, that's when we see that there's an opportunity to get somebody's score up for a better rate, or just a better opportunity for the loan, you know, we, we do that credit expert tool that I talked about a minute ago, but you know, you don't have to have an 800 score to, to buy a house. You definitely don't. Okay. So what are the three credit scores or what is the main one that most lenders look at? Cause people, you know, they go and buy a car and say, well, my credit score is good. I was mm-hmm. able to get hundred percent finance. And then when you check for a home it's totally different, like what mm-hmm. are the differences just for the audience? So, they so, so we pull three, uh, the three bureaus and we use the middle score, but what a lot of people don't know is that there's about 10 different FICO scores out there. So you've got your consumer FICO, a mortgage FICO, you know, if you go to buy a car, that's a different type of FICO and they, they're all, they all differ. They're all different, um, different ranges and the bigger the purchase, the lower usually the the more strict the the credit 
the, the FICO is. Um, so it ends up being low, a lower score than what you see on Credit Karma or what you see in your credit card app. So a lot of times people will say, you know, well, I have this on Credit Karma and then we pull 40 points lower. And I've, I've even seen it on my own. You know, when I bought a house, it didn't match what I saw online, but it was, uh, it's just that a mortgage FICO is, it is more strict. It looks at certain things differently than, than an auto dealership or a credit card company. So that's what a lot of, a lot of people have to explain that too, because, you know, they don't understand why it's such a big difference. Right. But mm -hmm. so even with, so if a person has a good credit score, say a 620, 640, but mm -hmm. they, their debt to income ratio is high, how could that prevent them from either, I guess, qualifying for a certain amount? Because some people don't understand that, you know, whether it's, mm -hmm. uh, I know student loans may be a different factor, but they, that that's still factored in uh, if you are not paying on it or if it's, mm -hmm. um, as they say, if it's, uh, if it's, you know, if deferment. You, yeah, the deferment. So mm -hmm. can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So debt to income, um, you know, some people, you know, it's, it's just so confusing that the whole process. So there's so many parts of it, you know, that you have to explain. And some people don't know how debt to income is calculated. So it's not the total amount of debt that you have. It's what your monthly payments are. So for credit cards, it's going to be that minimum monthly payment. That's what we count towards your monthly debt, um, your car payment. Um, student loans, every program has different guidelines on what to count for student loans. For example, FHA, you have to count, we have to count 1% of the balance of each student loan towards the monthly debt to income. So um, conventional, you know, if you're on an income-based repayment plan, we can count that amount. So everyone, and, and it's constantly changing too. So the, the whole student loan uh, guidelines, but it, it is basically what your monthly payments are um, compared to your monthly income. And so that's how the debt to income ratios are, you know, how we come up with that. And there's two different ratios. There's your housing ratio, which would be your new house payment, projected house payment um, compared to your income. And then the other ratio would be your new house payments plus all of your monthly debts compared to your monthly income. And that's your gross income, not what you take home. It would be what you make before taxes. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I used to, um, it's several times I done had clients that I would say self-sabotage themselves before they brought, we're just at the end trying to get clothes and then they go buy some furniture, mm -hmm. uh, um, a car or something like that. And mm -hmm. then you have to rerun a credit because they think, well, we're at the end everything. And then that makes their debt to income ratio. Now they got to wait for mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, several or a few more months. And I try to tell people, please don't buy anything. And I'm sure you tell a lot of your clients mm -hmm. in the process. Or even let, or, you know, even let a creditor run your credit because even if the car, you know, if, if for some reason during the process, they go to a dealership and buy a car, um, you know, it takes a while to report it on your credit report, but the underwriters will see the inquiry and ask about it. So, you know, you've got to say, well, it's not on my report yet, but I did buy a car. Right. Um, so you definitely don't want to, you know, and if you, if somebody runs your credit and you didn't open any new debt, then that can just easily be explained as well. 
but it can definitely throw off um, debt to income by purchasing anything big during the process. So we definitely would want to wait until after closing for that. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, look, let's talk about the type of loans that are out there. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to start off by the, the type of loans and like how much you actually have to put down, like FHA, conventional, uh, R&D, um, you know, I, what? What's, what's the other ones? I know it VA. Um, VA. VA. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so VA um, for veterans is a great program, 100% financing. But of course, you know, not everybody can can do a VA loan. Um, but for veterans that can, it's, it's really it's really great. Um, FHA is probably the most used, um, the, the most that I do. And that is the most lenient program. That's the one that can go down to the 550 credit score. Um, It also allows for very high debt to income. So um, you can go, you can actually go up to 57% um, on the back end ratio, which would be your house payment plus all your monthly debt. So um, divided by your monthly income. So you can go up really high um, on FHA. So it's three and a half percent down. So it's a low down payment. Um, your, your down payment funds can be from your tax refund, you know, from your, from your income, from savings. Um, you can get a gift from a family member. So it, it is a great program for first time home buyers. Um, rural development. We also do that one a lot. It's a hundred percent financing. And um, it is only for areas that are eligible. So it, it's all of outside of Baton Rouge. So, you know, Prairieville, Livingston, you know, anywhere outside of Baton Rouge is, is eligible. And there's also some areas inside of Baton Rouge, little pockets of areas right in the middle of the city that are actually eligible for it. So there's a, there's a link, there's a map online that you can look up different property addresses. And that program is 100% financing. Um, it is definitely a lot more strict than FHA. Um, the credit score requirement is 640, and um, it's it does not let you go as high in debt to income. So, and it's not really a set number. It just you we run it through the system. Depends on how many how much in reserves um, that you have in the bank. You know, ex- reserves is extra payments that you have um, in savings or any other accounts and. Um, it, it's definitely more strict than so you, FHA. You, I'm sorry not to cut you off. Okay. So with, with the, the 100% finance, um, do you have to put anything down or just strictly off a of credit score? Um, no, it's 100% financing. Um, so if the sellers agree to pay most or all of your closing costs, you could potentially come to closing with no money. So right. it's a great program. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went FHA, VA, and conventional. RD. Right. And and, yeah, right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, and then conventional would be the the fourth most right. popular. You know, that's it, it's a that's the conventional loan. It's the you know that's probably the most you know that's done. Um, I personally do more FHA, but conventional is you know, you can do as little as 3% down. Um, conventional is strict as well. 
And the 3% down option is good for first time home buyers because it is a low down payment program. Um, and then also with conventional, unlike the other loans, which are government loans, conventional, your, your mortgage insurance comes off when you get to 20% equity. While the other three programs I talked about has mortgage insurance for the life of the loan. Right. So, mm -hmm. so let me and, ask you something about that, because I know what a lot of people with PMI that have mm -hmm. their homes. So once they get 20%, um, you still have equity, right? Equity. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're able to either refi to get that PMI off of their. Um, no, I actually, right? it would come off. It would come off automatically once. Um, automatically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Now that's is that just for FHA or conventional or <clears throat> across the board? So FHA, rural development, and VA, those three are government loans. And so they have um, well, VA doesn't have mortgage insurance at all, but RD and FHA, you're gonna have it for the life of the loan. And it's kind of it's kind of a fee right. that they charge to use the programs. Um, conventional. Mortgage insurance depends on how much you put down and your credit score. And so it can vary, you know, it's just, it could, it's all different. FHA is just a set percentage of the loan amount for everybody. It doesn't matter what your credit score is, um, if you put the minimum down or more, but conventional. And a lot of times people will, okay, it's kind of confusing. So if it, the MI will come off, once you get, once your loan to value is at 80%. So once you've paid the loan down to 80% of the value of the house. But a lot of times, you know, especially lately, prices and values have gone up so much that you can get an appraisal done. Even if you haven't paid your loan down to 80%, you can get an appraisal done to show that you really are at 80% of today's value and your mortgage insurance, mortgage insurance would come off. Gotcha. That mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. So, so when, when a person say like, if you have uh, either a married couple or a couple that's not married and they're trying to buy a house and you have one spouse credit is better than the other, but one has more income. How do you actually put that? Cause I, I get that a question a lot. How do you mm -hmm. actually work that? Because obviously the more income, the higher the, the, the qualification uh, amount. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you usually kind of guide your clients if you have situations? So a lot of people will, before I take an application, they'll kind of ask me, well, should we put just me or him or wait, can I, my answer is always, let's, let's just look at everything. You know, I've got, I want to see the big picture because everybody's situation is unique. So once I see everything together, we can take one person off. We can keep you both on there. Um, sometimes it's best just to have uh, the higher credit score person, as long as they have enough income to, to qualify. And sometimes it's more than enough and they, they qualify for as much as they would with both of them on there anyways. Um, because the better credit score would help bring mortgage insurance down, get a better rate. Um, so it just kind of depends on, on the, on different things. If, if one spouse that makes less income, but has the higher credit score, if it doesn't work out that, you know, that they can be on it by themselves, um, then we'll try to get that their credit score up that 
other spouse's credit score up and just get them to where they need to be. We'll work with them to get there. Could you eventually put that person on? Like if you say, well, look, I, it may be better just if one of you go on and then maybe later when the other one get their credit score up, would that help any or would it make sense? Um, So they would, um, both spouses would be on title. So they would have equal ownership of the loan. I mean, of the, of the home. Um, It would just be a matter of who's actually on the mortgage. And so sometimes it's actually better to just have one person on it anyways, you know, if they can, because it doesn't tie up both, both of your debt to income. Right. 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 Yeah. So, um, but putting them on later, it, it wouldn't help. Um, because they, they're already an owner of the house and the, and the loan is done, but you know, maybe in the future when they refinance, it, it could, it could possibly help. Right. So what, as far as, uh, I just have a few more questions, the refinance mm-hmm. and like, what is a, uh, are the scores the same for refinancing versus when you're buying? Do y'all look at all that too? Is it the same process? Um, are rates the same? Is Well, I guess rates, scores? credit scores, I'm sorry, credit scores. Mm-hmm. What, credit scores? Um, for the most part, yes, it's the same, um, pretty much same guidelines. Um, and then rates are uh, based on credit score, mostly for conventional. Conventional, your rate, your interest rate is is based on your credit score so much. It depends on your credit score. But for FHA, um, you know, your it, it, FHA just has low rates no matter what your credit score is. But right. Um, guidelines, yes, for credit scores is, is, is pretty much the same okay. as, as a purchase. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so Heather, tell me what would be the difference with me going through Cardinal Financial mortgage company versus me going to my own bank? That has been a big question too. A lot of people, mm-hmm. they've been with their banks for years, but, uh, I know banks don't offer some of the same products that maybe a mortgage company has. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinal Financial, we are, the only thing we do is residential mortgages. So we, uh, we're we able to streamline the process, uh, close very quickly. And I think that's something that, especially right now with, you know, with the market the way it is and everybody's so busy that the big banks are, are taking a little bit longer. Um, we, we close most of our loans in three weeks. And uh, we've streamlined the process as far as technology, every, you know, everything's electronic, except for the closing. Um, but, you know, your application can, can be electronic. If, I mean, you can do it online or, you know, of course, some people just prefer to take it over the phone. Um, but, you know, all documents are uploaded, you know, you e-sign everything. So it's just a very, very quick process that I think a lot of the, the bigger banks are, are taking. You know, we're here in 60 days. Yeah. 90 days sometimes so right. right yeah that's a long time um mm-hmm. how how long do i have to be on my job what's the qualification um that y'all as far as for that the application um so we get a two-year work history but if you were in school that's okay too that can be part of your two-year history um so they're still and, in school now college and all that at the time you're in school they, they're still using it mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. 
Yes. And especially if you graduated, I mean, if you graduated in the field and you went to work right away, I mean, you really, you could have just started your job. Right. And, you know, can get a home loan. Um, you don't have to be at the same job for two years. Um, you know, you really don't even have to be in the same industry for two years, but it, that does help. I mean, as long as you're not really job hopping, I mean, if you were in one industry for a year and then you switched industries and you've been in that industry for a year, good amount of time, then that's okay too. Um, it's, they just look for stable income. So it's, it's kind of on a case by case basis. Um, but right. a two year, you can't, the only thing that wouldn't, I mean, one of the things that comes to mind that wouldn't work is if you just didn't have a job for a year and a half and then, you know, you got a job a couple months ago and uh, you'd have to stay on a little bit longer. But, um, you know, and it, and it depends on the program too. Like I said, FHA is the most lenient. So, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a case by case basis pretty much. Okay. Well, look, Heather, I appreciate you taking your time out. Are there any other uh, any other advice you would like to give uh, the audience that uh, may be interested in buying a home and have no idea where to start? Any words of wisdom or anything for them? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I guess just, you know, don't be scared to see what things look like. Um, you know, I you'll know, you never know. You never know. You could be ready today. You could be ready in a month. And I, you know, I, I can help you get there. Um, our company, you know, really works with people to get, get them where they need to be, whether it takes a month or six months. I mean, I've, I've had people that I worked with for a year and a half, but they ended up buying a house. So. <laughs> so Heather, how could uh, the audience, how could they, uh, the listeners get a hold of you? Like, do you have uh, phone number, website, mm -hmm. email, social media, whatever um, that I can, that you can announce. And I'll probably just put it in the show notes also. Sure. Um, my cell phone number is 225-202-8731. You can text, call anytime. Um, my website is www.homeloanheather.com. Okay. And so there's a lots of information on there. There's a link to my online application. Um, and then also all my con other contact information is on there too. Okay. Well, thanks mm -hmm. again, Heather. I appreciate, appreciate you being on the show. And uh, for those who are listening, hey, if y'all have any questions um, about, you know, first-time home buyers or trying to figure out which way to go, reach out to Heather and I'm sure uh, she will get back with you as soon as possible and hopefully get you on that road to buying a new home. Yeah. Thank you. So. Yeah, that's right. Thank you so much for having me today. All right. Well, thanks guys. Um, look forward to seeing y'all on the next podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com. 